Hey guys, I'm Isabella. And this is Belly, and welcome back. So we hope you guys enjoyed Brekti's episode. Today we have an awesome, awesome episode with Nicole and Kat, and I hope you guys enjoy. Yes, um, they are in the film industry, like producing, etc., etc. Um, they're starting off, and we're hoping we caught them early before they blow up like crazy. Before they start charging for their time. Right. But <laughs> um, seriously, like one of the most amazing people I've ever met. So genuine and um, very grateful to have them in my life. And I'm sure you guys will love to listen to their advice and their their passions and like their story. Very inspiring. And yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Even if you're not in the film industry or, or in media whatsoever, I think you can we can all take something from their story yeah for sure for sure and make sure to follow them on everything (laughs) yes and um like keep up with them so stay tuned for this episode yep hey guys so today we have the lovely nicole and kat we're gonna first start off by them introducing themselves so Nicole, since I just met you today, please tell me and the audience more about yourself. Well, my name is Nicole Batista. I am currently a senior at Emerson College. And uh, yeah, I'm a filmmaker. And I just moved to Los Angeles. There's a fun fact. Hey. And how did you get interested in filmmaking? If that's what you do? You're, you're a director, filmmaker, like what, what are you doing right now? Um, So I study um, directing and producing. So I'm more focused in directing. I also enjoy cinematography. Um, I've gotten a lot better at that. And um, how I got started was, I want to say it was like the seventh grade. I was like obsessed with YouTubers and making YouTube videos. So I had my own channel and everything. And... Um, I had this little partnership with Awesomeness TV when I was a wee little child. Wait, time out. I loved Awesomeness TV. It wasn't like something big though. It was like what they had for like their like creators and then they would just give us like tips and stuff and you could get paid from them back then in YouTube. You could get paid, but I didn't pull enough views to get like a lot of money. I think I made like five or ten dollars but um that's where it started that's where I like got my first camera and like was recording and editing and like I taught myself how to edit on um iMovie and this was all well no I taught myself how to edit on Windows like movie maker or something because I didn't have a Mac then I got my Mac like first Mac when I was a freshman in high school and I paid paid for half of it so don't think mommy and daddy just handed it to me because I had to pay for it and then from there in high school it kind of just took off when I when I took my intro to media production class they offered that at school and so I owe a lot to my professor Mr. James Valente because he just taught me a bunch and made me fall in love with it even more so for that class we make like three movies uh a year in the school year and um 
a lot of kids I felt like didn't really like you could tell in the groups that you were in like which kids actually enjoyed filmmaking and like creating and which ones were kind of there just to like you know as it was an easy class quote unquote it was not easy if you actually like tried to do the work and stuff like that but um yeah that class I took that class every all the way up until my senior year so they off they offer it like it was an introduction and there was like intermediate advanced and then it was like another there wasn't even like one for my senior year so he just made he just made up another like media class and then that's what I took. That's nice. That's really cool. Kat, I'll throw it to you. Same question. If you could tell us about yourself, your age, background, education, how you got interested in filmmaking slash photography, whatever you want to enhance. Yeah, she's famous on TikTok. <laughs> I'm not, but thank you. I'm Kat. I'm still trying to figure out what to go by, if it's going to be like my actual last name or my grandma's last name. But as right now, I'm just going to go by Kat. Uh, I'm a filmmaker and I'm also a youth worker for my city. And yeah, I mean, there's not much to say. Uh, Nicole and I have argued about what story I should actually tell when it comes to like when people ask when I get my start. And it's because Nicole said I shouldn't tell about the fan fiction origins. Um, <laughs> no, I used to read a lot of fan fiction, like Glee fan fiction. No, Sorry. mine was Harry Styles. Oh my god. Well, because like, what if she meets one of them? Then they're gonna like not want to work with her. Oh, that's true. They're gonna be like, "What did you write?" <laughs> no, but isn't that kind of like I would I would feel very honored if a fan who then worked with me was that interested in my work well doesn't fan fiction make like a does doesn't that have like a um specific type of thing to it isn't it usually like a little Very weird graphic yeah. no not all of it and what one did you write because i can't oh. lie i used to read those so <laughs> yeah it depends wait, Kat, on where Kat, did you write it or did you wait so yeah start whatever story you want to tell um well just to clarify i made ship video um I, that's how I learned how to edit. I, I used Windows Movie Maker because I didn't have a Mac. I had to get my own for my suite. Uh, so I used money that I got from my suite 16 and uh, money that I had saved up to buy it. Um, but the story that I guess I, I'll go with is that um, I always was interested in like film and photography. Like my dad, um, my parents are divorced. So um, the way I used to connect with my dad was through film. So he would watch me like, we would watch all the old classics like Grease. Um, sound of music, um, all the inappropriate things to be showing a seven-year-old or eight-year-old, but it's fine because we got we got close together. And so then at 15, my mom wanted to give me a sweet 15, but at that age, we still couldn't do it. She eventually gave me a sweet 16 because of that, but then she knew that I was really interested in photography. And so my mom like took me to um, Best Buy and said, you know what, just buy whichever camera you want and like that's your sweet 15 gift. And she's been very supportive of everything I've been wanting to do. Even though I, I think like every immigrant mom is like lawyer, doctor, where where are you? So and then so I guess like that's how I started more. And then I took a class in media. I went to some of Ohio and I did like some like PSAs and stuff like that. And I really enjoyed it. Um, but then I really like got into it in college when I took more video classes. But like it was kind of basic because I learned more through YouTube than I did ever in class. And then when I studied abroad, I made my first short film and that really cemented it for me. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing, Kat. Of course. Oh, by the way, for also, again, our, our listeners, I almost said viewers. Yeah, we don't, there's no viewers, there's listeners. 
Nicole and Kat, they've worked on a lot of projects together. So that's why we decided to interview them together because they're partners in crime. Yeah, we have a little production company, Fortify Films. Go check it out. Shameless plug. (laughs) No, this is what we're, this is what we exist for. We exist to promote people. So yes, Fortify Films. You guys are on Instagram, right? Yes. Do you guys want to share some of the things you guys have done? So actually the most recent project we did was a week before I left. And that was um, one of the bigger projects I think we've done together. It was pretty big budget. I think it was the highest budget that we've ever worked on together. Am I allowed to say, Kat? So it wasn't orig- like originally what she wanted us to spend wasn't what we spent at, at the end. But like she was willing to spend that much money. But I think we spent like like $5,000 probably. Yeah. The artist, she invited us to, well, she invited me to a dinner along with Kat. Kat was already going. And then she invited me. And then after the dinner, she was like, okay, so you're going to come tomorrow? And I was like, oh, um, sure, I guess. And then she, I helped her with a shot list. Um, and me and Kat kind of figured out how we were going to shoot this music video with the amount of time that we had. And I would say that it was one of the more challenging ones that we've done. Yeah, um, I think I think me and Nicole have developed this um, sense of style in which we know everything will probably go wrong, but for us to find the beauty in it and try to use what we can to make something from it. It's kind of crazy because because there was such a like high budget for that project and it was like oh we need this okay let's just go buy it like me and Kat never had that before even with Americano we Americano was a zero dollar budget um and it was just weird because um they were like yeah you can have this this and this and we're like but we know how to do it with like these four things like we know we can pull it off with like you know just a couple things instead of being able to you know it was just weird being like having that like um I wouldn't, I guess it's like financial freedom kind of like a little bit. It's like, she was like, whatever you needed to get, like, just get it. So that was, that was different for us. But yeah, I really enjoyed the experience because, um, learned a lot. Yeah. So what's your favorite part about being a filmmaker, director? Like what has been very memorable for you? For me, filmmaking is interesting because I'm a really big people person. I love Um, understanding people and understanding like their stories because I personally identify as a follower of Christ so for me when I'm filmmaking it makes me get closer to God because if I can understand these people then I can understand why God loves us even though we're so flawed so I think that like representation is so important in media and I feel like growing up I never had that kind of representation that I wanted other than like Ugly Betty which like just by the title itself doesn't seem like it's going to be a great representation for Latinas everywhere. And I think that like we need that representation because that's someone in, like in the middle of the Midwest probably has the most limited information about people of color and all they get is from the TV. So if they hear administration calling a certain group of people like murderers, killers, lazy people, that's what they're going to believe. So I feel like media is our best way to combat that and put um, positive um, narratives out there representing not just one kind of um, people, not just two kind of people, but every type of kind of people. And if I can be able to bring that change and bring that help, then I would feel like 
I'm doing what I was put on this planet to do. I love it. I love it. Nicole? My favorite part, um, I guess, about the whole process really is creating like something from the little TV in my head because it's like so crazy you can think about something and then like you know if you have the right resources or like if you if you know what you're doing it can literally look exactly like how it does in your head because a lot of people like you can imagine things or whatever but like to execute it on the outside is is difficult so my favorite part is like testing myself and like my knowledge on you know filmmaking directing and stuff like that and seeing what I can what more I can do with it and how different um things can turn out every time I wish I was that creative but I know you guys talked about some difficult like productions but what other challenges have you encountered along the way like this can be like like going to school getting your education or again like projects with working with difficult people like whatever challenges you guys have encountered if I may add one more thing, I just want to say, like, f- for filmmaking as well, like, one of the best things is just meeting new people. And, like, for example, like, through filmmaking, I was able to meet Nicole. And um, honestly, I've become so close with her. It's crazy how our minds think the same way when it comes to a lot of things, especially film. And um, it's been quite a blessing. But to answer your new question, there's a lot of difficulties. I think, especially because we're Latina and women um we face a different batch of struggle when it comes to filmmaking um we don't have the money that a lot of kids go into um this career personally the biggest challenge is money and i would say it's money because a lot of people don't know what they're like a lot of people don't know what they're doing and a lot of people have mommy and daddy's help you know like nepotism children like people know already know people in industry like a lot of like my dream school was usc's school of cinematic arts and um a lot of the kids that has a three point something percent acceptance rate like not everybody gets into that program right and so it's crazy because i went to their summer program and the professors are like yeah you know like it's just like you know something that like is a nice hobby. Meanwhile, there's people out there, me and Cad and, you know, other people who like actually want to do this for a living and don't think it's just like, oh, this is a fun hobby, but like, I'm actually going to go be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. And then like, you know, they like take your spot, but that's besides the point. Um, it's, it's challenging because it's easier when you have money because you can afford the equipment to make a nice film. And it's not always about how it looks, but it, it plays into a lot of it. What matters most is the story and what the content is and like, you know, what you're trying to say. But, you know, if it looks nice and you have good actors and you can pay good people to work on your set, then it's going to help a lot more. Not everybody's going to want to put in the same effort as you, especially if it's like your own project and you're not paying them. Like it's, it's a lot harder. So that's one of the bigger challenges is to try and get um, people who are art who are as passionate as you are to create something. Yeah. Like I said, from coming like from a Latina, I think I also don't want to just make it about race or gender, but like it is unfortunately the truth in this industry. There has been a lot of times <laughs> where I want the, I wanted to like maybe collaborate with like another filmmaker and he happened to be male. 
he thinks that he could say whatever he wants or do whatever he wants or like just don't think that like I have what it takes and I think it have like it's happened to Nicole as well where like we've just been underestimated or people just don't want to hear us out but then that just like motivates you to make yourself heard more and unfortunately like it's not that easy as like a lot of movies like to make it seem like just put yourself out there keep working hard it'll happen sometimes it might never happen so I think that's also a big struggle just knowing that like I could be spending seven eight years in this and what if nothing happens so you really have to have that mentality where like you should be okay with what if nothing happens are you okay with what you have so far and I think that's also a big struggle because like my parents are immigrants I'm a first-gen American and my biggest thing is I want to make them proud as well I want them to know that their sacrifice mattered and that I can give them everything they wanted and I want to make sure that the next Latina or Brazilian girl has an easier time getting to where she wants to go. But um, really quick before you guys switch the subject, I wanted to also add on to something that Kat said where she was like, you have to like be okay with like, you know, you could be doing this for years and years and years and like nothing may come of it. And what's crazy is that I'm applying for internships right now. And so there's, there's all different kinds of like film internships, but like a really popular one is development. And so that deals with, um, basically you're doing script coverage and script coverage is where somebody sits down, reads your script, and then they fill out this little form that's like one single sheet of paper on top of your script. And it's basically like, was it good? Was it bad? Like, do you think this would sell? And it's just like a bunch of questions where you just answer it. And you, you put like a little, the log line, which is like, you know, um, one to two sentences, like of the entire, it's like a summary of like the entire thing in like one to two sentences. And then like, you know, do you think it would sell, blah, 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 should I read this? And basically when people submit their scripts, like there will be people who have like, who will spend their entire lifetime or like, you know, this is like their one like dream project. And what's crazy is that they'll spend all this time writing this script, you know, and like they, they send it to some big producer, but the producer is not the one who reads it. It's like a bunch of interns who read it first and they fill out this little piece of paper and then it goes off to another like person who's above the intern, but not the producer. And then they read it and fill out that little form. And then it goes onto the producer's desk on top of a bunch of other piles of scripts and it's crazy because like if somebody is having a bad day or doesn't feel like reading your script you know that you worked your entire life on or like you put like your whole like energy you're like I really hope like you know A24 reads this or whatever that intern is having such a shitty day they're like all right I'm just gonna say it was bad it's bad it's bad it's not gonna sell whatever it could be like one of the best films and like it never lands on this producer's desk and it's crazy because you just will never know You'll never know. And I'm over here applying to be one of those interns who are, who's like sitting at the desk, like circling. Obviously that's not the internship I want to do, but like it's COVID and that's like basically what you can do online. But that, I just think that's like crazy that like your whole life or like your whole career could just be like sitting in some like 21 year old filmmaker who's just like, it's COVID time. They don't want to do this development internship and then like boom your career your possible career is just like out the window i feel you guys already kind of went into this what advice do you have for people who want to get involved in your line of work and nicole you can go first so i literally say this all the time 
and I was just telling Tanya about it like I was telling her I'm like oh wait yeah I was telling her <laughs> so Tanya is Nicole's roommate for those of yes. you who don't know um and I was saying that my advice that I always give is to just make something like I was in a huge I was in a huge creative block pretty much up until Kat DM'd me and was like, hey, can you work on my, you know, web series, Americano? And I was literally in a whole web, in a um, web block. I was in a whole creative block until then. And then like after that, it's been like, you know, almost two years or almost two and a half years. Oh my God, wait, when did we shoot Americano? Wasn't it summer of 2019? So, oh my god okay so yeah almost no yeah no so one year all right whatever you know it's been some time um since then and I literally have not not created for like large amounts of time so if you can literally just make anything even if you don't edit it like just get your camera and film or go take a picture like take pictures of something the sunset I don't know whatever your heart desires just go do something with it so your brain doesn't like like forget how to do it you know what I mean like I didn't do it for like four years I didn't like make anything and then like Kat was like hey shoot this for me and then boom like I was like, oh my God, now I have to relearn this. And then I was not confident in it at all. And if it's like one of your dreams or it's like something that you actually want to pursue, um, you're going to need to show people like your work or like stuff that you've done. And if you have nothing to show them, then how are you going to, how are you going to get anywhere with it? Because people are more likely to hire somebody else who has a whole like real, even if it's not published, if Kat has a whole portfolio of pictures that she's taken and you know I just say like oh yeah I'm a photographer but I don't have anything to show you they're not gonna they're not gonna hire you so my advice is just to keep making something even if you're not gonna publish it yep um so it's funny because like I also have been like thinking about like if I was if I could talk to my 16 year old self right now like what advice would I give myself and I made like a list of different things I'm probably not gonna say it all now because it's just too much but I would echo like when Nicole said, like, make something like even if it's not the most perfect thing, even if it's not what you imagine, like just creating because everything you create, you're learning something new for your next project. Um, I also get like lately because of TikTok, I've been getting a lot of questions about like my camera. And like, I think when I was younger, too, I focused a lot about like, oh, I need to have like the most perfect camera and the most perfect equipment. But like l- these days you can make something on your phone like it doesn't matter as much about what you have or what you can do with it um and I think that's like a big thing I would tell myself and like audio like focus on learning how to use audio (laughs) because people will forgive a bad image but they will not forgive a bad sound and then I think the biggest one is just like don't be afraid to do something or talk to someone because you're afraid of getting rejected or what they would say um I think everyone knows this by now but like I just would dm random people on the internet for fun um and it's like one day my, I probably will die for from this this is probably the reason I will die because I talk to strangers online um, but like so far I've made great friendships off of it and like great collaborations from it and I think we need to utilize social media more because like I was talking to this guy like a photographer like he who started 10 years ago and he's like 
before all I could work with were my friends. Like I would have to only my friends to work with. But today you can literally contact someone who you would probably never met, but lives in the same city as you because of social media. And you guys can make something amazing with it. So like, don't be afraid to talk to people and connect with people. And just, uh, sorry, I, I know I said the last one was my last advice, but like, you re- like if you really want to do it, you really got to do it. Like, I know a lot of people who um, they say they want to do it, but they don't pursue it or they don't make it a priority. And that's something I'm learning myself as well. Like, you really have to do it. Like, you can't just be like, oh, yeah, I want to do it and like, wait for it to come to you. You really just got to work. And that's with everything. That's with being a doctor, because I know it's hard and long nights that y'all spend um, studying and like one of these days y'all just want to give up but like we need you guys and um yeah so just like don't give up don't keep pursuing it and make sure you make it a priority like those 10 minutes that you wanted to watch Netflix you could use it to write a film or like whatever you know those three hours that you spend scrolling on TikTok (laughs) those three hours go go make something and then post it on tiktok absolutely adding me stop adding (laughs) no way i wanted to add um another thing another another piece of advice so every filmmaker pretty much has like 30 really bad films in them so get them out now make them all now because you don't want like you know you don't want to be 40 and your 400 million dollar budget film you don't want that to be one of your 30 worst films um and then the back to the equipment thing that Kat was saying you don't need the fanciest equipment and you get your points across and the audio is good you're gonna be fine like we shot so many things um even this music video this music video we had a canon c200 and um like on the last day i used my cheap little $200 stabilizer and the girl's personal camera which was it was a Sony camera but still like it wasn't the cine camera and majority of the shots were on that on the stabilizer and her camera um because it just like it came out better I was able to do more stuff and she was like oh wow I like this I like this more and so sometimes you really don't need like you know the cinematography the cine camera with um (laughs) with the five thousand dollar canon lens like you don't need it you can get by with your with your just like thousand dollar camera and your 200 hundred dollar stabilizer also just watch a lot of movies and nicole needs to take this one too because <laughs> i have a whole Leave list. Me alone. <laughs> i have a whole list of films for when i'm like i when i hopefully in god's will move out with nicole um if she still wants me by then of course well, you will wait um, you're going to la <laughs> She was surprised. Yeah. Surprise, Shade. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I, hopefully, either June or October. That's so yeah, exciting. I'm so happy for you because I know you were like you wanted to, but like you know. To wrap up our podcast, uh, we would like to ask you guys. This is a question that we ask all of our guests, and it's, "What's your vision for the future?" You can apply that to yourself, society, the country, the world, wherever you guys want to take it. That's a great question for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm turning 24. My life is over. But I have to remind myself that I'm still young and I'm still like starting out. Um, definitely, I hope to, of course, be living in California and just to be creating more things that 
I care for and that matter and like financially supporting my mom and my dad um, in whichever way I can. I think we all have hopes and dreams and I think it's a beautiful thing because that's what fuels us. And if we didn't have any hopes and dreams then what's the point of life? And I truly do hope that this country is in a better place that we can re- recognize that although this country like gave me all the opportunities I have because I was um, privileged enough to be born here, it doesn't mean that it's perfect in no way, shape or form. And I hope that whatever administration we have, um, wherever this country is in terms of education or um, the other big policies, that it uh, positively reflects the people who are here. And, um, and I hope I can be part of that change as well. Beautiful answer, Kat. Your turn, Nicole, same question to you. What's your vision for the future? Are we talking long-term, short-term? Both. Short-term? Like, I just wanna make sure I still have a place to live and I wanna stay out here long-term. I wanna be comfortable, be able to help all my parents, pay off their debts, give them a nice big house. And just be like successful in in the industry. I always talk about how like, oh, I want to be crazy rich. But ultimately, if I'm able to live comfortably and like, you know, provide for my family and my children, if I have children, then that's that's the end goal. Just to, you know, not be living like day to day, month to month, you know, just be comfortable. That's a great answer too, Nicole. Uh, Belly, take it away with the final, actually final question. Do y'all have any socials you would like to share? And I, you guys have to. (laughs) Not really. We want TikTok, we want Instagram, we want Twitter, we want four to five films, we want Americana, we want all the music videos. Everything. (laughs) Not an option. Share it. Okay, I guess I'll go first because Kathleen's muted. So um, my Instagram is just my name, Nicole Batista underscore. Nicole has two L's. Let me just spell it out for you. N-I-C-O-L-L-E-B-A-T-I-S-T-A underscore. Um, My Twitter is that, but the underscore is in the beginning. I don't really go on Twitter. Who cares about Twitter? Um, Sorry, I'm going to have a lot of Twitter fans hating me now. (laughs) I'm just like not good at Twitter. Canceled. <laughs> I love Twitter. Twitter is my favorite Nicole, social media. Don't follow Nicole. Like she's <laughs> not because I have nothing on there. Her. Um, my phone number is seven eight one. Call me. Um. Oh my god, I'm getting so sidetracked. What other social media do I have? You have TikTok. YouTube, TikTok. Oh, there's nothing on my YouTube. Um, but it's Canabra. See. O-N-N-A-B-R-A. And then I don't know what my TikTok is. Let me let me just look. Let me just look. We'll edit this pause. It's Nicole Batista underscore. It's the same as my Instagram. I, I was literally gonna say it's probably gonna be the exact same thing, but yeah, I think that's it. So Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Yeah, that's it. Any any projects that are out that you want to share, Nicole, or not yet? Mm-hmm. No, soon though. All of the projects that we filmed this fall 
are being submitted to Emerson's um, EVI awards. And I'm trying to win as many as I can because it's my senior year. Um, so all of them will be out after that award is award show is done. And depending on if we submit to any other festivals, they will be out for the public to watch after the festivals are over. Um, but all of those, I know Emerson's will be done um, in May. So no one's really gonna be seeing anything until the summer from me at least. So follow her and stay tuned. Well, you can see snippets on all of our TikToks. Like everything that you see on TikTok, there's pretty much a short film to all of those TikToks. Yeah, for me, my Instagram is photos by Kathleen. My TikTok is- Oh, Kathleen. Right, Kathleen is spelled K-A-T-H-L-Y-N. That's a little complicated. That's why people call me cat, but you know, it's all good. Um, And then, um, my TikTok is Kathleen again, K-A-T-H-L-Y-N, Lucas. And then we have a four to five films Instagram, but we barely post on it right now. Um, but it's four to five films. Um, I don't have a YouTube. I mean, Cheetah, four to five films has one. Oh, right. YouTube. That's where Americano uh, is uploaded. Right. Uh, <laughs> Americano, you're a big project. Yeah. Make sure you add that. Yeah, I mean, I guess... People could watch that. <laughs> getting, we have 20K total views on Americano. Americano. Like episodes combined, so go stream it. Americano is so good. Yes, plug it. Do the thing. Yeah, I think like it's always like one of those things that filmmakers, like when they, want, they see like their old projects, they're like, this could have been so much better. But like considering everything we had, I think it was, it's which was pretty, nothing. Which was nothing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, you can watch Americano, which is a series that me and Nicole met at and made. Um, at if you search up like four to five films on YouTube, I'm pretty sure that'll bring you yeah, to it. Yeah, or you can search up um, Americano the series, and it will pop up. Yeah, um, and that's pretty much it. Well, thank you so much, Nicole and Kat, for giving us your time. Like we've mentioned before, another podcast. This is free. Like they they're doing this for free. So hopefully we can say that we got famous people on our podcast for free, you know, before they got big. That'll really blow up as a vision. But yeah, peace so guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Yeah. And please make sure to leave a review, you know, a nice comment. Make sure to rate our podcast, you know, five stars <laughs> and follow us on Instagram at I-S-A-V-I-S-I-O-N underscore. Thank you. Bye. Bye.